It is officially March Madness, and if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit us up on Facebook and fill out your bracket for our tournament challenge. We also will get into the wonderful news of Mike Trout becoming a very, very rich man, and Bryce Harper can't go fishing anymore. On top of that, we got some NBA news as we discuss who is the greatest small forward of all time and how the MVP race is shaking up. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. official March Madness is now upon us, and if you are looking to get out of work the next couple days, the best excuse I saw was go ahead and have your vasectomy scheduled for Wednesday because you need a couple days off your feet to recover, so did any of you guys go under the knife and get the little snip, snap, snip, snap? I, I didn't. I've already had mine, unfortunately, so I can use that <laughs> excuse, but uh, I will say this. You need the full three days. Don't do the one day like I did because it's not enough. Well, you can get it undone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not going to go there. <laughs> not an option when you live in farmland. you got to have 12 kids still. <laughs> you are kind of Amish somewhat. So so for you looking for that great excuse to get out of work, the vasectomy was the number one thing that we saw on social media. Uh, however, a lot of us, we have to somewhat negotiate what's going on between our work-life balance and the tournament and all that jazz. I know uh, I've been <clears throat> working on – you know, just the past couple of days, my voice has been a little sore. And I think tomorrow I'll have the sweats. And then by the time Thursday rolls around, I just can't afford to go to the office to get anybody else sick. Well, you're just trying to be considerate of others. Well, considerate or not, you know, we do have our bracket challenge going on the website. We're using the SPN. And as of right now, you know, we're around 20 brackets in there. And we're, we're looking for more. You have until noon on Thursday because 1230 is essentially when those games tip off. So you got to get in. If you're hearing this for the first time, go to our Facebook page, find our bracket challenge. We got it pinned to the top. Get in and get in quick. Your prize, sorry, we're poor. You don't get any money, but we'll let you come on the show for 15 minutes and shoot your mouth off about how you're better than everybody else. But we all know that's not going to happen. Not only can you not beat the three of us, but I'm fairly certain that I will walk away with the best bracket because, you know, I'm just better than you guys. I think that's why we're not getting the participation we had hoped because I think everyone's intimidated. and uh, They're shutting down. All those memes you've put out there, it's just... It scared them to death. I mean, there is a method to the madness. I, I know you were looking at some methods to filling out your bracket, like auto-picking the party schools. Yeah, I mean, you can't get wrong there. You know, at least somebody wins in, in the end. I think, I think Biggie, you were like doing the coaches of the most facial hair or something like that. Is that one of the auto-picks you could do? They had to be bald and at least have a mustache. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, there, there was no Duke, Michigan State, North Carolina. Those schools weren't allowed. Well, remember, Coach K dyes his hair. So he still has hair, though. <laughs> let's let's get down to the brass tacks of it all. So we got our brackets already filled out, and while we're not going to waste everyone's time and reveal every pick here, what I'm curious about is who are your Cinderellas? Who are your upsets? Our brackets are already locked in. We are not changing it from the time we're doing this broadcast. So Biggs, I'll start with you. Give me your Cinderella. Who's your upsets? What do you got going on in the first two days? I don't know that it's a huge upset to have Murray State beat Marquette the way they finished out, but I'm really big on Ja Morant. They beat Marquette, getting into the second round against Florida State. I could see him going into the Sweet 16 
So I think everybody probably has Murray State. Uh, Mr. Brown, do you have Murray State? Uh, yes, because I'm a hopeful Bulls fan, hoping uh, Jaw gets drafted by the Bulls as well. So I, I think I'm, I'm going to take it a step further. I feel like uh, Murray State wins their first two games. That's uh that that's a bold statement right there. I, I have Murray State also winning in the first round, but I don't have him winning in the second. My my biggest Cinderella I got making to the Sweet 16. I do have a 12 seed out there. I'm going with the Oregon Ducks making it to the Sweet 16. Oh, nice. Well, we both have them in the Sweet 16. Then that's a team that wasn't in a tournament a week ago. That's why Arizona State's in the play-in game. Any reason why they were your 12 seed? They've been playing hard down the stretch. They did well in the conference tournament, and they play really, really high-level defense. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I think, and I like their matchups. I think they got decent matchups. I don't have them beating Virginia, though. I don't see them getting past that. Well, if you look at their path, it's Wisconsin and K State. That probably doesn't have any Wade. Be a good matchup against Virginia, though. I think that uh, Belmont wins tonight against Temple and then beats Maryland on Thursday. They lose after that, but a playing game team that wins too. I also have that exact same pick, and I also think it's going to be Belmont. They are the first at-large bid to come out of the Ohio Valley Conference, uh, like ever. And uh, when I checked earlier, they were tied with Temple, so I'm getting a little nervous about that pick because I don't think Temple would win the first-round game, but I do believe in Belmont. Does anybody have Yale beating LSU? I've been hearing all kinds of people going crazy about that one. I, I went back and forth on that one. I had it, and I switched it back to LSU on that one. I uh, couldn't bring myself to picking Yale in that position. It's just not comfortable. No, I'm with you there. So, uh, you know, so far I'm a little nervous that Biggie's agreeing with me on some of these upsets. So do you have anything else that we haven't talked about, anything to differentiate our brackets to this point? Nothing big. Well, the only other thing I have in here is uh, one game I'd like to say I think is really interesting. That's 10-7, Louisville, Minnesota. I have Minnesota winning that game. They always say when they do a selection that they don't look at who they're pairing together. Yeah, but the hell they Minnesota's don't. Coach, <laughs> Minnesota's coached by Rick Pitino's son, Richard, and it's not like it was five years ago that all this Louisville saga happened. Just That's an interesting one to me. Yeah, I, I got uh, Minnesota, you know, pulling that one out too. So let, let's get uh, let's get on down to the final four. So Biggie, who you got in your final four? I got Duke, Texas Tech, wow. Virginia, and Kentucky. So you, so Kentucky and Texas Tech are probably the ones that I don't think everybody has. I think Kentucky mostly because of their bracket, and Texas Tech is a three seed, right? Texas Tech is a three seed. They were an Elite Eight team last year. I like what they can do. They'd run into the regional final against Gonzaga. After watching Gonzaga play against St. Mary's in that West Coast Championship game, I believe they're beatable against a good, solid defensive team with a couple of scores. So the same Texas Tech team that lost to a, you know, losing record Mountaineer team in the Big 12 tournament, you're taking to the Final Four. Yeah, I'm glad they lost that game right there. Woke them up. I don't think they are, but I'll, I'll I'll go with it. I'll go along with it. I'm with you. All right, Mr. Brown, who's your final four? I have Duke, which was a tough one for me because I went back and forth between them and Michigan State. Michigan State is, I believe, uh, ten and one versus ranked teams. Um, but I went with Duke, you know, in that matchup. 
I have Michigan beating Gonzaga coming in, and I have Virginia and North Carolina as well in the Final Four. I think Virginia is going to rebound after last year. At least that's my hope with their <laughs> defense uh, leading the way. So we'll see. So you you mentioned something that I, I got to bring up on my bracket now before I tell you my Final Four, which I guess it might be considered a quasi-upset, but I have Buffalo beating Michigan. And I, I don't know if it's just because I watched them play. I saw how good they were. And I know Michigan's a good team, but I, I, for whatever reason, I feel like Buffalo's prime for the upset there. So I don't have Michigan playing Gonzaga. So because of that, I got Gonzaga in the Final Four, along with Tennessee, North Carolina, and Michigan State. So I have a, a two two-seeds and, and two one-seeds in my Final Four. So, Biggie, who you got winning it all? Who, who you got, brother? I got Duke beating Kentucky in a classic, a throwback from when we were all kids. Only this time, somebody not tall and white will be hitting a shot to win the game. <laughs> so Zion is your next Christian Leitner, right? Well, if it's a dunk to win the game, he is. Is he going to go perfect from the field like Christian Leitner did? No, nah, he already blew that wad. <laughs> ACC tournament. All right, Mr. Brown, who you got? I, I played it safe as well. Um I got Duke winning it all, but I have Virginia actually beating North Carolina. They're going to beat Virginia by eight to ten points. So I'm going to be the voice of reason here. You guys are all on the Duke bandwagon, and so is everybody else. And the last time a team was favored this much was that Kentucky team back in 2014. Did they win the national championship that year? They did not. They got to the Final Four and lost to Wisconsin, I think it was. It was Wisconsin. So I'm not going Duke. I got Michigan State and Tom Izzo, Sparty, bringing home the national title with a win over North Carolina. I like it. At least you're being different. I, it's not being different. It's being right. It's being <laughs> yeah. smart. It's being correct. You guys are just sheeple falling in line yeah. with all the media telling you that you got to pick Duke. But when Zion has to hit a jump shot and isn't going to be able to knock it down, there's not going to be no Michael Jordan moment hitting a jumper on the baseline. If he can't dunk it or tip it in off his own miss like he did in the ACC title game, ain't happening. There's no way a team that shoots the three as bad as they do is going to win the national title. No chance. They, their four leading scorers are all freshmen. They're going to wither and wilt under the pressure of the big dance. I mean, I like my chances because I heard rumors that uh, Zion switched over to big baller brand shoes for the tournament, so they should hold up. So you shouldn't have a blowout. That's good. <laughs> oh, goodness. Duke does struggle from range this year, which is really uncommon for a Duke team, but this is probably the best defensive team they've had in all of Coach K's time there. Although they don't have much for depth. They play seven guys, so you could be on to something there, Chad. Foul trouble. It'll be their undoing. It's not happening. Right, Duke off. I don't even have them in my final four, so that's how I feel about them. But anyway, Michigan State, they're bringing home the gold. You guys can keep your fingers crossed and, and hope it's Duke, but it ain't happening. Uh-uh. I mean, for the fans out there, if the voice of reason is Michigan State winning it all, you still got time to fill out the bracket and – uh Show them why you know more than Chad DeMarc. Put your money where your mouth is. Mateen Cleaves might just walk through that door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have one question for you two, because this is a year where it seems extremely top-heavy. Outside of the top three seeds in each region, not very likely a four or five or six. Any of those teams would be Final Four or National Titer contenders. If you had to pick 
a team that's seated four or lower, who would you pick? Mm. Who's the best of the rest? That is an interesting question. I I like Buffalo. Been, I, I told you I already got Buffalo making an upset. They're a six seed. They they play. They're a good team. They are really good, and, and you know their their competition during the regular season is not that great. But I, I Buffalo I think is something special. Uh, Mr. Brown, you hit me too quick, and I can't pull up my bracket. So I'll just go with an easy pick, and I'll go with Villanova. They got the pedigree. They got two seniors that play. And they got a Big established coach. Sure. Yep. They're also a six seed. All right. So, Biggie, I feel like this is that time machine question. You know what that is? That's when you ask someone, hey, Mr. Brown, what would you do if you had a time machine? I don't really care what he would do with the time machine, but I'm going to suffer through whatever stupid response he gives because I got some brilliant thing I would do with the time machine, and I'm going to tell you. So I figure that's why you asked the question. You got some brilliant answer you want to give us, so go ahead and hit us. Who is your lower than a four seed that you think has the potential to go deep or win it all? How you built it up like I am have something built in that I know something ahead of time, which I don't. I mean, I know more than you, but that's not saying a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that outside of those uh, top teams, I feel like there's two teams that could go on a little bit of a run. And uh, Iowa State woke up late in the year, would be a complete Cinderella run from a six seed. They play well at tournament time. And then the other team that I liked was the one that Mr. Brown brought up. Everybody's down on Villanova. The Big East was down this year. You got two seniors on that team, been a part of two national title teams. It's all about guard play when you get into the tournament. I'm not high on Villanova at all. I watched them lose some games to some teams they had no business losing to. But you know what? We had some we got some happy feelings about the sixth seed out there. So if you want any advice from us, apparently we like the sixth spot if you want to pick a run right there. Well, I didn't get a chance to talk about my first round upset, other than uh, other than uh, Murray State. Right, you so got another one. I'm gonna do a shout out to the Liberty Flames taking down Mississippi State. I like it. Um, I I went back and forth on that, and I'm gonna tell you why. I mean, they have played ten games this year against ranked teams, which would surprise you. Um, <laughs> and they've held their own. There's four and six. They're one of the most efficient teams in the country. They're shooting fifty fifty seven percent from the field and thirty seven percent from threes. And they're also one of the nation's best at the free throw line. So that that could be counting down the stretch. And then also the problem with Mississippi State is they're turnover prone, so that could factor in as well. You know, for somebody who just picked his bracket off of whatever teams have the best looking cheerleaders, that was a lot of a lot of analysis there. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> Liberty uh, Flames, shout out to you guys. Come on. All right. So like last week, do you know what state Liberty's in? I think it's in West Virginia, up Red House Hill. <laughs> You're close. It's 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 the East Virginia. Is where it's they're the, in. they're they're in Atlantic Sun Conference, correct? Yes. All right, I know that. That's Jerry Falwell's uh, okay. institution right, right there. I will say one other team that's a lower seed, just because of the way they play defensively. I don't know how it is with Bayheim in that zone. Syracuse, they get into the tournament, they find the right matchups. A couple of years ago, they were in a playoff playing game, and they were in the Final Four. The way that their bracket draws out. If they weren't able to slow down Gonzaga in the second round, they could be a team that's a lower seed that makes a deep run. You want to know who, 
You want to know who else runs an awesome 2-3 matchup zone? The Oregon Ducks. My sweet 16 pick. Write it down. Remember me telling you that. Screw your Syracuse logic, but I think Syracuse is a good team. I just don't like their matchups. All right, so so we went through the odds and ends. Everybody listening now is going to be more knowledgeable and insightful. Well, at least the ones that listen to me. If they listen to you two ass clowns, then good luck to you and have fun looking from the bottom up to the top as Chad the Mark's bracket will be posted for everyone to see once this thing goes live so you can see what your paragon of virtue, your master of excellence, does on a bracket. And I will go on record and say, and I will show Mr. Brown as we're sitting here in the man cave. Last year, I did have a bracket that finished in the 99.9th percentile. So that's what you're dealing with, guys. I'm sorry I didn't win the million dollars or whatever it is. Warren Buffett, call me! So baseball is still in the news with all kinds of exciting things going on. We're going to talk about some rule changes in a second. But today was a day that I think Angel fans will probably remember forever as Mike Trout will be a lifetime angel unless something crazy happens because he just signed a 12-year, $430 million extension. Mike Trout, probably the best player in the game, maybe could end up one of the best players of all time. He's on that path right now. But he will be in Southern California playing for the Angels pretty much for the rest of his natural playing career. Is this a good deal, bad deal? What's your thoughts on the Mike Trout thing? I mean, before you even get to that, I heard a rumor that today Kyler Murray rolled up into Ace Camp and said, guys, I changed my mind. I'm back. I'm ready to do this. <laughs> Give me some cleats. Let's go. Then <laughs> I heard that was uh, uh, put down pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. They're like, get out of here, midget. <laughs> but uh, he, he's no uh, he's no Mike Trout. No, about the Mike Trout deal, we kind of talked earlier about it. Um, the Bryce Harper, when he got his money, everyone was like, no one's worth that kind of money, you know, because, you know, no one really likes Bryce Harper. But he got his money, and then freaking Trout comes out and gets $100 million more than Bryce Harper, but he's that much better than Bryce Harper. So, I mean, he's the best player in the game. It's not even close. There's a distant second. So if anybody's going to get paid, it needs to be this guy. He, he's a professional. There's no drama. He goes out and performs day in, day out. With uh, and he's a team player. I mean, you can't ask for a better player to build your well, team. Well, and around. exactly to what you just said, like he signs this massive deal, and like, where's the outcry? Like, there isn't any. There is none. Like, you know what the outcry is? Is baseball fans in general are upset because he's stuck on the West Coast playing for a team that right now, I know they won 80 games last year, but they're not ultra competitive. Yeah, their farm system's gotten better and things like that. But mostly people are only upset because he didn't sign on one of the big stage teams because then we get to see him all the time. Well, people were really upset because the rumor that kept going around was that he was going to uh, sign with Philly to team up with Harper because he's from Philly. Yeah, how'd that tampering work out? You know what I'm saying, though? Like, they're upset because that was a foregone conclusion. He was going to go to Philly. Well, he, he wanted to go watch Eagles games. Yeah. You know, that's about it. He signed it the most Mike Trout way, too, possible. Tuesday morning – the week of the March Madness, by the time tomorrow rolls around and tournaments in full swing, unless you're a diehard baseball fan, not a whole lot of people are talking about this. Not flashy, no big-time waiting drama, lining teams up, social media platform, who am I going to? Just, hey, I signed on the line, I did it in the morning, uh, thanks, and move forward. And that's the only drawback to this for me 
is that Mike Trout is that great. He's that personality. And it's like you just said, he's out on the West Coast where we're not going to see that playoff greatness, those memories that get developed over time. Like if he played for the Red Sox or the Yankees or somebody that is there in October each year. Well, the the one thing to me that, that kind of happened now with the latter part of the, you know, I guess still technically offseason, all the signings, is all the drama and everything we had around Machado and Harper, that stuff's gone now. All your really good players out there, they're inking up extensions or they've already signed. Like this stuff is all, you know, like being put to bed now. So all this drama that you get with like the NBA and good Lord, look at the NFL offseason this year. That stuff's done. I mean, they Mike Trout, he probably saw that freaking sideshow circus happening I was like, I don't want any part of that because that's not his personality. At the end of the day with uh, Trout, I mean, he's going to be – he's going to go down if he stays healthy as I feel like top two, top three, worst-case scenario, player of all time. He could potentially be the best player of all time, which I feel like is Barry Bonds because he's the best player I've ever seen play, and it's not close. I know you got the PED suspicion, you know, and – and all that nonsense, but he was the best player, the best hitter I've ever seen, hands down. But Trout, here's a stat for you, okay? Through the first seven seasons, you want to compare uh, Bonds and Trout? Trout has a higher batting average, higher OPS, more home runs. He has seven all-star appearances to Bonds' two, and they both had two MVPs. So think about that. Well, I know not everybody likes war, but he's like 99th in history now for career war, and he's only played seven seasons. So, I mean, how much better? Like, he's 99th in all-time baseball history for career war. So, it's just going to get better. What is Trout right now, 26? Yeah, he's in that ballpark. I don't know, 26, maybe 27? He's He's not even really into his pure prime yet as a baseball player. I mean, he he pretty much averages 300, 310 average, 38 (sighs) to 42 home runs a year, around 100 RBIs, 100 uh, runs. And he can steal with 25, 30 bases a season. He play, he can play any outfield position. I mean, he, he's legit. My only concern for the Angels is, do they have any money to build around him? And I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, which is going to be bad that he gets the rod out there and not win Well, anything. they just got $3 billion for their TV deal. So, I mean, they, they got money. That's That probably helps them sign that contract when you're, when you're getting, you know, $300 million or whatever it was per year. You know, on this TV deal, oh yeah, we can pay him, you know, thirty-five million a year now. Not a big deal. I mean, an Art Moreno has always been one to shell out money, their owner. So, I mean, he could continue to do that. I just wonder how much will he do it? You know, but hopefully, he wants to just win, and then it's going to all come together. Well, Pauls comes off the books in what, like two or three years? I think it's more than that. I'm thinking it's like at least four off the top of my head. I mean, they're still like a good ways away, which well, is why we e- don't like long-term e- deals. Either way, he's got to be the happiest guy in the clubhouse because now all of a sudden the pressure's not on him with that contract because he's not the highest-paid player, right? Yeah, I think he's not cared about being having any pressure for a few years now. <laughs> no, it's probably true. Well, do you guys think part of uh, this going on, as long as there's no salary cap in baseball, Moreno's shown that he's willing to spend money, put the pieces in place with the managerial change. Do you think that can change the fortunes of the Angels going forward? It was kind of time for Sosa to go for two or three years, bringing in a new manager, uh, a little bit of talent around him. That division isn't overly tough other than the Houston Astros. You know, There's an opening there. It, I mean, it's competitive, but there's an opening there 
to run for the division or at least a wild card spot. I don't like him in a wild card order of the division, and Not I'll tell yet. you why, because they don't have enough starting pitching. Nope. They need more rotation help, and uh, Otani, he's out this year pitching-wise. He will be doing some DHing as a batter, um, but his pitching side's done, Tommy John, so uh, I, I don't like him at all. I feel like they're going to be behind Oakland again and maybe even the Mariners. I mean, I, I can't necessarily disagree with that. They're they're a couple years away from at least figuring this thing out. And looking at their farm system, I don't think they can do it through that alone. They're going to have to do something with free agency. But if all these guys keep inking deals and, and staying with the teams and things like that, like I don't know how much of an opportunity they're going to get. Now, things can change. The one thing I will say, though, about Trout signing that that 12-year extension, like he's, he's 27. I, I looked that up, just so you know. 27, not 26. He's going to be there until he's 38 years old. He's going to be a lifetime angel. So I I don't even know if the angels are looking at this signing as just saying, well, we got him as an angel. We're going to be competitive as long as we have the best player. Like, forget all that. He will be an ambassador to that franchise forever. He will, because he's only going to ever play for them unless they trade him for some ridiculous reason. And that never happens in today's game. I mean, you got like a Derek Jeter, you got a Chipper Jones. And that's what he is. People like that. I mean, and that's the type of people, like you said, that's just like. And those are Hall of Famers. Yeah, that's just the icon of that franchise. So, I mean, that's the next guy. And he, he has a potential to be better than those guys. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, this is, this is remarkable that he was able to do that. And it kind of makes an argument for or against the salary cap when you look at major sports with all these teams and players shuffling around the way they do you know there's something kind of nostalgic and and kind of you know sweet about seeing a guy ink this deal at 27 years old and and that franchise saying you know what we're committing to him for life when he goes into the hall he wears our cap personal services contract greatest player in the history of the game he's an angel that's what they're looking at long term he's one of those generational talents though i mean like king griffey jr had the same thing coming up and he was one of those can't-miss guys, and he still put up them ungodly uh, Hall of Fame numbers. But think if when he went to Cincinnati, if he had put up the same numbers that he did in Seattle, he would have been talked about as the best player ever. And Mike Trout's right there in that category. And if he stays healthy, he'll be that guy. So, I mean, they're smart by doing this. That's the difference, right? Like you talk about Griffey, Griffey – Fell apart physically, you know, later in his career. Can't if, miss player. If if Trout stays healthy, you're right. I mean, it's probably – I mean, you're comparing him with Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth and, and guys like that. I mean, and and then you get into the conversation about generations and, and the way the game has changed. And You know, I, I'm with you. I'm not trying to just say, well, it's our era, so I think he's the best. But, you know, those guys would face the same pitcher five times, six times in a game. You know, right now you're lucky if you get two or three and then you're getting different guys. So for him to put up the numbers he's putting up, and if he continues at that pace, I think you're looking at potentially the greatest baseball player of all time, like you said. And and the sad thing is, because he plays on the Angels, a lot of people don't even appreciate it. It's not potential. He would be the best player ever because, like you talked about earlier, give him a time machine, drop him back there in the old Yankee Stadium in the <laughs> 1920s and watch him blast like – 80 home runs a game off of those pitchers or, <laughs> for the season, I mean. But, like, he he was he's not even close compared to these other guys of those older generations. He's the best ever if he stays healthy, in my opinion. I hope that he stays healthy, even though I'm a diehard Mariners fan. it's I appreciate watching greatness. One thing that I like about him being an outfielder 
but playing for an American League team and the Angels is that as he gets later into this contract, he doesn't have to be in the field every day, still be able to get out there and be a productive bat. Uh, whereas you look at Bryce Harper in the National League, body starts to break down a little bit. I just think that Trout has a better chance to stay healthy long term. Uh, you know, we, we all know Trout is, is awesome. You know, I, I want to switch gears just for a second before we go into the rule change thing. I am baffled and blown away by another free agent signing that happened this week. Why did the Yankees get Gio Gonzalez on a minor league deal? What, like, you're telling me nobody else would have signed this guy to be in the starting rotation? I mean, that one blows me away because his ERA is typically three and a half, close to four sometimes, but he eats innings. He's a gamer. He's got experience. He's a nice starting pitcher. I, I can't. I find it hard to believe that no team would offer him a major league contract. I think his deal with the Yankees is up to $3 million in, in If he gets called up. That's crazy to me. Like, the Braves are hurting in their rotation, and I wish they gave him a call. Fan. I was like, my God, you can't spend 5 or $10 million for this guy this Just year? for a one-year deal? Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, the Yankees got a steal. And that, they got CC Sabathia's injured, and another, there's another guy that's a little dinged up. So, I mean, they had it for insurance, and they'd probably uh, be using him pretty quickly. He'll be getting called up. He'll get all that money plus his incentives. I just can't believe nobody else would have signed that. Uh, all right, so the the probably most infuriating thing are some of the baseball rule changes out there. Mr. Brown, you want to give us the docket there? What all happened uh, with the rule changes that we're about to see? I mean, I'm not going to – this isn't all of them, but, I mean, the majority of it is is the fact that – and most of them I'm not really worried about because it don't affect the game. But you have the home run derby. Now the winner gets a million dollars. I could care less about that. Yeah, who cares? You have one trade deadline now. There's no waiver deadline. So it's all one deadline in July. I'm a fan of that. Um, you can't have 40 men on your roster now. It's down to 28, which I'm fine with that. Yep, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, none of those really bother me. The all-star game voting changed. I don't, I don't really Who cares anyway. I could care less about that. It's some two-step process now, which I really didn't read into it. But the one they snuck in, which actually changes gameplay, is the fact that if you bring a pitcher in, they have to face a minimum of three batters. And, I mean, you, I, you all can tell me what you feel like, but it makes my blood boil just thinking about it. And I'll tell you why, but I'll let you all talk first if you like. Man, it pisses me off. <laughs> why are you putting that rule into baseball? It's the only one of the four major – Pro sports that doesn't have a time clock. So you're essentially putting a clock on it. We're going to have a shot clock, pitch clock, game clock between plays, 40 seconds in the NFL. You got a 24 second clock in the NBA. Got to get it over half court in a certain amount of time. Those are built into those games. Those are the way those games have been for all time. You're taking something and trying to change it. You're changing one of the great things about baseball the field between the play, the anticipation, uh, the strategy throughout the game, you're now saying, okay, you know what? You're in the game, and uh, you're not allowed to come out, even though you could pitch these two batters, come out, out for one. We need to speed this game up a little bit because people, they can't keep their attention, and, well, you know, money, and blah! It's just stupid. Well, the, the thing is, it's not going to do anything to bring fans to baseball. Like, nobody cares about that. If you weren't watching baseball before, all of a sudden, because you have a pitcher that has to face three guys, isn't going to change anything. Like, the, the only time I think that rule should even be applicable at all is if you're talking about the first inning of a game. I can kind of buy that a little bit. But but to even throw that rule in there is so stupid to me because now you got a situation where you could have a guy that comes out 
gets jacked for two home runs back to back, and now is in a bad situation where he's facing against a maybe it's a lefty versus lefty or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? And, and you got to leave him out there. Like it's so stupid. And then when you talk about in the playoffs and things like that, you get these wonderful matchups where you have the 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 game of chess being you know happening behind the scenes and you can't do that now you have to put somebody out there and and i just i think it takes away from what makes baseball so fun and interesting sometimes and that's the strategy involved with the managers trying to outduel each other with the situational game and it's completely gone like it's not like lowering the mound height or raising the mound height or something that's kind of insignificant where it doesn't really impact the game so much I hate this more than I hate the damn pitch clock potential. Like, this is so stupid because I think it completely wrecks what could potentially happen in an inning, especially when you get down to baseball that matters. It's wrong on so many levels because teams build their teams based off of matchups and their strengths. So if a manager wants to play a matchup and he ends up it backfires and he ends up burning his bullpen. The game goes to extra innings and he's got to throw a position player out there or a starting pitcher on two days rest. Guess what? That's on him. That's what he gets paid to do. That's the choice he made. Now he's got to live with it. So now he's got to have a guy face three batters, which is complete garbage. It's ridiculous. So that pisses me off. And then here's another thing. You take your family to a ball game, right? You're watching the ball game. Is any have you ever heard anybody say, "Man, we gotta sit here for three hours"? I mean, let it last freaking six hours while I'm. I don't care. No. Do you think pe- more people's gonna come to a ball game because the game's over in two hours and forty five minutes? Nobody cares. And I, and I got the TV situation too, but the TV audience, you know, you're either a big baseball fan or you're not. You're not gonna watch the game on TV if it's two forty five or three hours. That's not gonna determine if you're gonna watch the game. Either you're a fan or you're not. And that's not going to change anything. So I can't help it. This younger generation is all now, 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 now. I want it now. Bullshit. Because that's the way it is on the internet. People's too damn lazy to read an article. They're too damn lazy to follow instructions on a freaking meme that says hit the like or the heart. Let's just pick the freaking like button because it's convenient. Read the damn question. Everything's convenient. Everybody's lazy. And if you can't have attention span, you know, to watch a ball game, you know, maybe take some more Ritalin and call it a day. <laughs> I will say you you accomplished two things right there. You were quasi Gettleman from the Giants lecturing people on the instant gratification society we live in now. And then number two, I think you just went Santana and smashed somebody's TV while they were playing Fortnite. That needs to be smashed. This is freaking ridiculous. It's what, what are they going to accomplish? Because here's the thing. It's not like baseball is not making money. Like they're doing fine. Like there's no reason for this to even happen. This is like people tinkering with something for no reason. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. And and we did a poll online and we posted around on all these groups for all these major league fan bases. And I would say it's safe to say, I don't have my phone in front of you, but two thirds of all fans agree that it's complete horse shit. So why change it? Major League Baseball needs to care about their fans and leave it alone because we want it to stay the same because we appreciate the fact that it's the only game played that's not on a timer. We like the game of play. We, we like how it's played. We don't need no clocks. If you want to fix baseball, don't go to a strike. Don't have a labor stoppage because that's on the horizon. Make sure you take care of that. And let's get more Nolan Arenado and Mike Trout deals. 
I don't. You can hate the Bryce Harper thing, and I know he switched teams, but he's going to be a Philly till he retires. Stanton mm-hmm. and the Yankees. I mean, Aaron Judge will sign a big deal. These guys aren't going anywhere. The one thing baseball's doing to get it right is they're locking these guys up and leaving them on these teams for long term. You can go buy a jersey for a baseball player and not be stressed out. He's not going to be there. Like, let's keep doing those things. Don't screw up the game. Let it be magical. Let it be like the Sandlot. Let it be like Major League and and movies that we grew up loving. Let's get back to that crap and enjoy it. Don't screw it up. Don't get clock involved, like you said. Like, the three of us are sitting here losing our mind over a a rule that some people are looking at like it's insignificant, but you completely just gave a mulligan to a manager to screw up an inning because now he can just go, well, it's not my fault I couldn't take the pitcher out. It is what it is. It's the rules. I can't help it if you're too damn ignorant to not understand what all is going on in every single pitch. There's so much strategy going on in every single pitch, and if you don't understand baseball, you're not going to see that. So I can't help it if you want pace of play to be quicker. You know what? Screw you. We don't want you to be a fan anyway. Just go follow a freaking croquet or something, (laughs) and we don't need you because that's not what it's about. I don't care if you have a short attention span. You know, Either you love the game or you don't, so just – Get out of here with that shit. I, I would go cricket. That's probably closer than Whatever. Cricket. I don't even care. Sorry. <laughs> go what you got, Biggs. Anything else? Oh, couldn't agree with you guys more. <laughs> Same thing. We're, you know, we're, we're there's no helping. time clock in it. No reason to put one in it. Game's been the same way for forever. There's no reason to change it. So the Very frustrating. I hate this commissioner because he feels like everything needs fixed. And it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. The fans want it to stay. So who are you trying he to please? He wants to leave his mark on the game is what it is. Uh, remember when I did all these things and it made baseball, we made baseball great again. Like, is that what we're trying to do? Like, the, the thing is, I'm all about rule changes. Like, if you want to tweak the game in a certain way, if it's something that happens because time has changed and you want to adapt it a little bit, like, I get that. Like, if we got into a – this is what I love about baseball. You talk about things that lasted forever, and I've mentioned it before. I don't know if we ever did it on the podcast. One of the most amazing things to me about baseball is how – they figured out that 90 feet was the perfect, you know, length between the base pass, base pass. Like that's remarkable. And, and since 1880 until now that has held up to me, this is in that same like quasi realm where if you said, let's make it 95 feet now, because here's the thing. It hasn't changed batting averages over the years to have 90 feet, right? It's been the same because fielders have gotten better when players have gotten faster. They've learned to throw it harder. We've seen amazing plays. The game adapts to the way, you know, the players adapt. So so don't go through and do things that screw the flow and the, and the way the game is played. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, who is arguing for this change? Like, where is a competition committee coming out and saying, this is what we need to do? Like, where does it even originate from? Who came out and said, you know what, we need, like, who's telling us we need real change in baseball? Like, the revenue's there. People are still showing up for the games unless you're in Miami. Like, this isn't a negative. Like, don't don't screw with the game anymore. Like, it's, it's maddening. I feel like they, they know that these younger fans just don't have the attention span, and they just they're they're just doing it for them because I don't I guess they feel like that they have to do something for the next generation but you know what I I just they're completely wrong they're off base completely you're not going to do it through these stupid rule changes right it's not going to make it any different because you're still going to have failure you know 75% of the time 
60% of the time, people aren't going to hit a, hit a baseball. They're still going to strike out. They're still going to ground out to the shortstop. Like that stuff's not going to change. Like if, if, if you want to make more people watch the game, like if you want to get, what do we just need to do home run derbies instead of games? Is that how you make it better? Is that, is that going to be the next thing the commissioner throws out? Let's just go out there and every guy gets, you know, 10, we'll just do a shootout like in hockey. I mean, it's just, it's stupid. I mean, this commissioner's an idiot. I mean, I feel like we need to move on to the next next segment before I like lose. We're the gonna melt the microphone. I can't do this anymore. All right, just real quick, hitting on some of the NFL news out there. Tyreek Hill apparently broke his kid's arm, so now Kansas City is once again dealing with a star player potentially being in trouble. What's your thoughts on that, Mister Brown? I mean, the Browns are monitoring the situation closely, right? <laughs> They're going to swoop in like hawks. Uh, the other fun stuff around the NFL: Fitz Magic is back. He is gone to the Miami Dolphins on a one-year deal. Can I can I ask something on that one though, real quick? Hey, so the Andrew Luck's going on, you know, with that with the uh, strange dearest mother thing. So where did the Fitz Patrick stuff come from? Has that been going on for a while? You're talking about the Civil War Twitter stuff, yeah. where yeah. So is I don't he just copying Andrew Luck. I think he's just copying it because he has a beard. I mean, has this been going on for a while, Biggs? I mean, or is this something he just came out with? This is something new for Fitzpatrick. He's going to have to tread lightly, tripping with the uh, Captain Andrew Luck and his mustrel foreskin stuff that he's got going on. I don't know what that means, but I'll move on. <laughs> uh, Blake Bortles ended up going out to the ramp, so he is now the backup for golf. Any chance of golf gets hurt, do you think Sean McVay will work some magic with Bortles? Absolutely not. <laughs> so we're dying on him. Uh, Clay Matthews left the Packers. He's also out in La La Land. So is that resurrecting his career a little bit? I mean, it gives him depth. I like the signing. Speaking of signings out west, my Cincinnati Bengals finally, finally cut Vontez Burfecht. And then Mr. Brown's Raiders decided to pick him up on a one-year deal today. How do you feel about that? He's reunited with Antonio Brown, who he's tried to kill on at least three occasions. <laughs> uh, we'll see who comes out on top. I got my money on Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> uh, another wide receiver news. Randall Cobb is a Dallas Cowboy. One-year, $5 million deal. You like it? I mean, I, I like it better than what they had. I mean, I mean, they got him and Witten now, so it's going to be a different look Dallas offense for sure. I'm thinking all those Cowboy fans that were upset they let Cole Beasley go can shut up now. I think they're better <laughs> off, yeah. Uh, and then Ha Clinton Dix went to the Bears. Eh, is that just to get back at the Packers a little bit? I think so, but they, they the Bears waited out the market because it was a pretty uh, heavy market with safety, so they got him for a pretty cheap uh, 3.5 mil. Value proposition, yeah, right? That's a good move by the Bears. And then for people who don't know, Halote Naha, probably a Hall of Famer. I think he was a five-time Pro Bowler, but this guy was a stud. He won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. He retired this week. Did you see how he retired? No idea. On top of a mountain. Mount Kilimanjaro. He went up there and held up a big sign to let everybody know he retired. And if you're going to go out in style, that's a hell of a way to do it. So anyway, that's the NFL wrap-up for this week. Hopefully, the news will just keep coming. So last but not least, wanted to kind of recap some of the happenings that's been going on on our very explosive Facebook page. So if you're listening and you haven't found us, we don't know sports on Facebook. We are officially over a half a million reach now. Like, you got to be proud of that, right? Uh, it's, it's, we've came a long way. It's pretty, pretty cool to see. <laughs> it's growing. Now, while half a million reach is fun, we only have a little over 3,000 dedicated followers. So we do want some more people. Get on there. Subscribe to our page. Follow. We put stuff out constantly every day. We try to keep it fun. 
One of the things that we've been doing is we've been assembling an all-time starting five by putting these polls out there, letting you choose between six all-time greats for the NBA best starting lineup of all time. So, so far we've done the centers. We got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar out there. We did our power forwards. We got, um, who's our power forward? Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki. The Mav fans who just, he just passed Will Chamberlain. For the record, I don't agree with either one, but go ahead. (laughs) Who do you like for center? Oh, it's obviously Shaq, man. I sound with you. I like Shaq. Dirk, you know, I, I can get the argument. He changed the game and all that stuff. It depends on what type of team you're building, but, you know, I'm partial to Carl Malone myself. I would have taken everybody except for Kevin McHale over Dirk. Well, you don't know sports. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, so now we're on the small forward, and the results I think we can say are effectively in. It's been up for a week, and the voting kind of wound down on that. So our number one small forward is... LeBron James beating out the likes of Larry Bird. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised there. I mean, but you do have all these LeBron haters out there that would vote for Bird, which a lot of them did out of spite. (laughs) So, I mean, LeBron got it. Um, And actually, Bird wasn't even second. It was uh, Scottie Pippen Pippen was second. second. Well, that shows you the uh, age of the voters. (laughs) Well, uh, so you're, you're blaming the millennials for voting for LeBron. They screw everything else up. Like, look, I, I don't like LeBron as much as anybody else, <laughs> but how could you sit here and tell me he's not the best small forward of all time? So who, who's your guy, Biggs? Small forward. Who, who would you pick? If I had to pick? No, who, who do you think? Who did you vote for on our poll? Larry Bird, the great white hype. <laughs> and why? Because up until his age 30 season, when you put numbers against LeBron, uh, he put up some pretty crazy numbers. Athletically, LeBron blows his doors off. You want to say he's the greatest three of all time? Can't really argue with you. I just don't think that it's as hands down as all these youngins make it out to be. (laughs) And I'll say this in regards to Larry Bird, okay? Growing up, my brother loved Larry Bird. I used to give him a hard time about Larry Bird because obviously I was a Jordan fan. And, like, I would tell him how bad Jordan would smoke Bird, you know, in a game of one-on-one. And I would just give him so much shit over it. You know, I probably seen that uh, VHS of Larry Legend <laughs> with that train coming down that tunnel at least a hundred times. And I will say this: as, as I got older, I really come to appreciate Larry Bird's game. Although I'd never tell my brother that officially because I wasn't going to say that. But as a basketball player, as we got older, you really loved his game and the passing, the rebounding, the shooting, just his overall court awareness and the stuff that he would do, despite being as like athletic, athletically gifted as some of these guys he's going up against. But I love Larry Bird, but I would never tell him that because I know he's not listening, so I'm safe. <laughs> so if we were going for greatest small forward trash talkers of all time, I think Larry Bird would definitely win. Oh, he would destroy LeBron mentally. Definitely. In a runaway. Just ask Dr. J about that. <laughs> so so the uh, the next one that comes up is going to be the shooting guard. I'm, I'm pretty confident we know who's going to win that one. But we're going to put it up there anyway because we're not biased here. We let the people tell us what they think. But we're really struggling on the point guard one that will probably come up uh, you know, in the latter part of next week. So we only get six names to throw on there. So we're, we're still trying to iron out like number five and number six on there. But anyway, uh, so far, your, your starting lineup is Kareem, 
Dirk, and LeBron. So I think Biggs might be right. The Millennials are coming in hard with some of the more recent players. I mean, you got anything to add about LeBron? I mean, because he's the leader, we're going to talk about the guy or just say the hell with him? He's just that guy on the list? I mean. What do you think? What do you want to say? Is it it the right pick? Well, I I said, yeah. I mean, that's why I turned to Biggs to see what he could argue to see if he could tell us why he's not. But, like, you know, the, the thing for LeBron is, you know, we're talking about is he the best small forward of all time? And I think he clearly is. You know, the argument people want to make is he the greatest of all time? And, and that's where I definitely say no. So so the thing is, you can be the best at your position and not be in that conversation because I don't think he is. But, you know, you can't deny the talent, you know, that he has. And, and I think, honestly, he should be the best player of all time. He just don't have it in him. You know, I, I I see too much quit and too much, you I know, me, myself, and I there. And uh, you know what? I'm open for the sake of basketball that, you know, being humbled by this wonderful Lakers team he's on this year will bring him back better next year. But uh, I'm not so sure that that's the case. I think uh, his, his best days are now beyond him. I mean, for me, I, I clearly do not like LeBron James at all. Yep. And it pains me to say that he is the best small forward. I have to say he is. I mean, for God's sakes, he averages for his career 27, 8, and 8 for his whole career. Oh, it's terrible, right? It's insane. <laughs> I mean, those are insane numbers. Um, so as out of those six, I got to pick LeBron. Uh, I don't like it, but it is what it is. I mean, I would love to make a case for Larry Bird. But, I mean, for me, all I can say is I love the way he played and, you know, things of that nature. But it's clearly LeBron. and it's, I don't think it's even close. Big Here's the one thing I'll say for everyone going about. We've never seen this before when you talk about LeBron James. He won the poll. You could say he's the best small forward of all time. I can't really argue. All I will say is that we have seen this before. Larry Bird's age 30 season, 28 points, 9 rebounds, almost 8 assists a game, 52% from the field. And his player efficiency rating is over a point higher than LeBron's at the same age. Age 30 season for each of them. LeBron, 25, 6, and 7. First year back at Cleveland. So, Overall, through the course of his career and the way he's changed the game and what he's been able to do athletically, okay, LeBron. But just don't say that we've never seen this before because it was being done at a great level. Well, let me ask ask you this. How did Bird do in his age 34 season? Well, I don't think he had an age 34 season. Okay, so that changes the conversation a little bit, right? Longevity means something, doesn't it? Well, and that's why I'm saying give it to LeBron. But just don't say that for a five-year stretch – Larry Bird isn't equal. If you want a longevity, he's put up a ton of numbers. He's going to continue to. Hey, I put him on the poll. If you want to throw some hate, if you want to throw some hate and shade at people, throw some hate and shade at people for picking Pippen being the second best small forward. I'd like to, but I can't. I mean, I guess what I mean to, to your point though, people don't realize it's closer than what you think. As far as if you're stacking up prime LeBron and prime Bird, you know. They're, they're better. Yeah, that's the He's point. A better that was, player yeah. than what people were letting on. Right, and the, yep. and the thing with Bird, I'll say this: if if he was playing in a different era, where like today, where the three ball is more prominent, you know, we might even see a different level of success from him. Because, oh, absolutely. Because back when he played, it wasn't really; it just came about. Like you just right. got the three point line here. It was, and and he still took advantage of it. And, and even then, if it wasn't Larry Bird, you know, most people were like, "Quit shooting the three. You know, you don't need to do that." I think he would have disposed his will with that three-point shot the way it is today and just mentally broke down his opponents just the way he would destroy him that way, I think. Earlier we talked about Dirk Nowitzki passing Shamlin for sixth on the all-time list. He's not athletic. 
Bird would have been more athletic than him, he would have played the four in today's game, so we wouldn't be having the same debate. But with that three-point line being a bigger part of the game, one of his great parts of his game was his shooting ability from range. You didn't see it as much then, so I just I feel like there's been a great tall small forward ball handling. We've seen it before at a high clip, just not for the longevity that LeBron was able to provide because for 15 years he's been doing it. Now we listed Durant as a as a small forward and and he he did not fare so well. I thought he would have actually done better. Yeah, I was kind of surprised if you would think with the uh, recency bias that he would have went second behind LeBron. So you can't blame the millennials for everything. Well, just most things. <laughs> so Keith Van Horn came in 102nd, by the way. Wow. He was the next, yeah, he, Larry, he was the next Larry Bird, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. Where'd he go to college, Biggie? Utah. You are on your game. I knew that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Brown. I should That's ask you. That's what I knew. <laughs> All right. So, final so, four with so the, the other uh, NBA poll question we kind of had up as the season winds down, we put up three names for MVP. We had James Harden. We had the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then we also had Paul George, who's, who's had a hell of a season. So uh, did you see the results of that one? I'm just glad you got his name right. That was impressive. <laughs> How long have you been practicing that? Since we started this show. Nice. <laughs> uh, I didn't You're see the guy on this show that can say his name. There you go. I know. One of you says the Greek freak, and the other one can't even say his first name right. Well, you know, I, I thought I was right, but I've been corrected, okay? <laughs> I believe James Harden, which I can pronounce, is leading that poll. Yes. And Biggie would just call him the beard. Oh, that thing is fantastic. <laughs> so so the Rockets fans came out and really, really supported him. I think, are we all in agreement that we feel like it's the Greek freak? I mean, I he do. has my vote. I mean, I'm with you, too. I, I think he's just scratching the surface. So that's exciting to see how much he keeps developing. But he's definitely, especially if the Bucks end up with the best record, like how is he not the MVP? And I'm not taking anything away from Harden, but – the Greek free, he plays better defense. And, you know, somebody was throwing out some stats about Harden's defense and stuff like that. Like, I don't care how many steals a game you average. If you look at his defensive uh, efficiency, he still sucks. I mean, one of the Rockets fans did throw out some uh, nice uh, information the fact that uh, Harden's done more with less this year and overwhelmingly uh, Giannis. There you go. Him and his team have been overwhelmingly healthy, so that's a plus. But uh, Harden has had to do more with little uh, this year so far. And I get that, but I'm not going to hold it against Giannis if uh, all his uh, you know main main co-stars were hurt, and then all of a sudden he had to score 40 a game. I think he probably could. Oh, absolutely. I mean, his well, game his game is ridiculous. Is he not the most dominant guy to watch on offense right now? It's fun to watch. Watching him throw that lefty dunk down on Ben Simmons when he treated him like his stepchild the other night, that was fun. Ben Simmons got him back, though. He returned a favor quickly. Oh, Giannis had his back turned to him. Who? The Greek freak. No, (laughs) what's his first name? Giannis. No, what's his first name? It's with a Y. Sounded like a Y. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. See, that's why we can't change the name of the show. That's why it's called We Don't Know Sports, because you can't even say his first name right. I'll give you 50 bucks if you pronounce his last name right now. Antikumpo. <laughs> Not bad. 
Uh, That's probably better than Barkley could say. <laughs> That's why they call I'll him the Greek that. freak, just because of Barkley. Yeah. I'll take that 50. I just want to throw it in the bracket challenge. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, other thing I'm just going to throw out, so the shooting guard poll we talked about is going to come out. Are you going to be surprised if it's not Jordan? Absolutely. If it's Jordan and Kobe. If it's not Jordan, we're doing a recount. I mean, I, I would not rule out the representation of some Lakers fans trying to sway it for Kobe. But I think it should be Jordan. But just saying, I I would not be surprised if we see a strong Kobe contingency out there. It wouldn't be a shocker to see Kobe running neck and neck with Jordan and finishing in a close second. 